and welcome everybody to What the Hops. It's Brian and Adam here, and we are at Alchemy Wine and Beer out in Hamburg, New York. I guess we're staying true to our little uh, New Year's resolution of getting out to the South Towns more and Why not kicking start, off. Start out with a bang. Yeah, kicking off our first uh, on the road recording out in the South Towns. So we are actually here with the girls from Content on Draft. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Amy. I'm Morgan. And we're content on draft. <laughs> Together, <laughs> with our powers combined, we write things and take pictures. <laughs> yeah, so why don't you explain a little bit of what content on draft is? for everybody. Sure. So we actually went to college together. We're a journalism background buddies from the Griffin. Yeah, the school <laughs> newspaper. So we came up with this idea to launch a content marketing business specifically for craft beverage businesses. Yeah. Um, really combining our passion for writing and storytelling with drinking. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know, we kind of both have different expertise and point of view on beverages. I'm going to just go with beverages. <laughs> um, it's always interesting when we try to explain what we do because it's not just limited to one thing. So we just end up with the beverages. It works out really well because we complement each other in that sense with what we know. Sure. I think it's hard to find that dynamic too when you get two or three people working together on something and yeah you got to have the right partners i mean luckily i guess with us doing this adam and eric and i have all worked together long enough and know each other's flaws and nuances yeah so like we know how to kind of work with each other and it sounds like you guys probably have a similar relationship in that sense it's actually really funny because we frequently are thinking the same thing, like to a scary point where we will be in different locations doing different things, like haven't been talking to each other. And I will send her an article that I saw, like to post on our social media, and she will send me a <laughs> screenshot of her currently reading the same article. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like ridiculous 20. how on the same page we are about a lot of things, but really, really convenient for working together. Yeah, that's very sweet. I think awesome. it works out nice because we're just so honest with each other, too. Like, we're like, all right, you got to fix this headline. You got to like, change <laughs> this photo. Like, we really we really bring the best out in each other. That's great. You're not afraid to critique each other or anything yeah. either. So, yeah. yeah. I think constructive criticism goes a long way, you know. And, you know, anything that someone that is close to you that can give you feedback that you can take to make yourself better. That's something I've taken in the last five years of my current role, my current job. Like, anything that feedback I can get that can make me do my job better, I'm all for it. So just, like, bring it on. So that's, like, even in this realm where Brian will give me some some pointers and things that, you know, I can work on. Yeah, I'll tell him to shut the fuck up sometimes. (laughs) And I'll just, you know, that's what I'll do. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's really cool that you guys are able to play off of one another and start this. It seems like it's pretty cool. So with Content on Draft, who and what exactly are you working with? So we go to different craft beverage companies. We say our focus is um, mainly on beer, cider, wine, and spirits, although I really, really want to do kombucha and coffee. I have a background in coffee, too, and we just 
both drink a lot of coffee. So, um, but anyways, so we work with these companies. We're a, a business to business company that works with business to consumer companies mainly on social media, on newsletters, on blogs, uh, a little bit of advertising, but anything that you need content for. So writing pictures, anything like that. We help make them look good. <laughs> That's cool. And a, definitely a local focus, like not yeah. necessarily restricted to Buffalo. Like we do work, we have a brewery in Rochester actually that we work with too, but like a, not a big brand name. Like we're looking for like the places like this where you can. Someone who may need the help getting the name out a little more and you guys want to just be able to spread the love of places that you enjoy in a sense, right? Yeah. yeah. So more like nano breweries kind of, you know, they're just in the stages kind of getting the, getting off the ground running where they may not have somebody in that you know, social media expertise where they can solicit you and you can help them kind of get the word out, word of mouth or something like that. Yeah, and sometimes it's smaller places that, you know, maybe like uh, something that's a little bit more medium-sized but where people are still wearing a bunch of different hats and maybe don't have time to do the things the the biggest thing that we get i think is people saying like we'll we'll talk to them oh this is what we do and they're like oh yeah i know i should be doing that but like either i don't know how to or i know how to but i don't have the time to so it's basically one of the, okay just give it to us we'll help you <laughs> sure be good yeah so are you guys kind of running social media accounts for places or you're just kind of saying, hey, you should be posting this for it? It depends. It, so sometimes it's consulting. Sometimes it's like, all right, guys, like you're doing a good job on these things, but I promise you if you do these things, you will get more followers, uh, more attention, more interaction. Sometimes it's actually posting for them, mm. finding optimal times, all of that fun stuff. What do people who you are targeting actually want to see? And again, kind of just taking that off the plate, like, yeah, give us your logins, we'll post for you, we'll take the picture, we'll come up with the hashtags, like there's really like so much that goes into social media that I think it's so important to have that focus. And it's not everyone's. Yeah, it's, it's not everyone's expertise. It's not everyone's strong suit, but it's something that we like hold ourselves to such a high standard with posting and then do the same for our clients. Yeah, it's kind of funny because when I personally like was like blogging and whatever and I did some social media stuff, but I didn't really know what I was doing as much and then like I really started researching it, but more than that, Morgan started talking to me and it went from like, "Oh yeah, doing social media could be cool" to like, "Oh my gosh, there's a lot of work that goes into this." But it's like fun work and work that I want to do and now that I've done the research work that I know how to do, she taught me. <laughs> she taught me a lot about it. <laughs> out of all the social media outlets that are out there now, which one do you feel is like biggest one that breweries aren't maybe utilizing as much or is the one that attracts the most attention um, that's out there? Instagram. Like, Instagram is yeah. the biggest one. This, this day and age, it's, this is... It's all about Instagram. Society is so <laughs> focused on what everything looks like these days is that just like because how, it's like just it, it's a picture like i mean you can post a picture of a beer and it could be the worst beer in the world but if you have an amazing picture of it people will go and try that beer yeah just because it looked that great that's that's just it. it's yeah. just you know here's a picture it's simple it's clean you know it's this is what it is it's not a, a thing on facebook where it's this huge you know facebook news feed where you know this is just instantaneous i can get this and then i have to go there and yeah. go try it and create that sense of 
FOMO. It's when you see people at a cool spot and you want to be there. Like that, those are the breweries or wineries that are doing it right. Like if you're creating like this urgency for other people to want to feel like they're not missing out or go check it out because of your social media, like that's kind of the goal. Yeah. And a lot of things, and I don't know, when you're talking about your newsfeed, it was making me think like people on social media don't necessarily want to read a lot. If you want to read a lot, then you'll click through to a blog, which is like, I guess, pro tip. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you have a lot to say, it's always good to tease and then drive the traffic to your website through a blog. Okay. So it is one of those things where on Instagram, you see the picture. Sometimes people try to put way too much into a Facebook post when really you should just be teasing. Yeah, maybe it's just like information overload. Yeah. It's just way too much to where maybe, like you said, Instagram is the kind of the gateway to, okay, then you put a link in there. Yep. And they click on the link and that, you know, just leads them down a path to where, okay, now you got Have you guys heard of the term thumb stopping? No. I giggled so hard the first time I heard that. (laughs) But it is literally when you're scrolling through your phone... You're flicking your thumb off your feed, and what you want to get people to do is stop and maybe go back or hold or look or pay attention. So you want your content to be thumb stopping. Huh. <laughs> really like that word. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know anymore. I mean, to me, it's, it's more or less. That's like that's a thumb wrestling term, man. You into that. It's I mean. also you know used in professional thumb wrestling, thumb stopping. Hmm. I wonder. Wow. I wonder how professional thumb wrestling is doing these days. Yeah, pretty. I well. mean, are people uh, are people now that we have stronger thumbs for using a phone so much? Are they like actually gaining some steam in some kind of circles? Hey, I ESPN will probably throw it up there on, at some point on ESPN Plus. They have cornhole <laughs> tournaments, yeah. and they world really? championships now. It's like it's unbelievable. So I don't know. Knows? Maybe maybe it's a bar there. needs to have a tournament or something around here. Yeah. Okay, maybe we can get a brewery to. To do a thumb wrestling tournament to see see who see who the champion is. Who's the, who's the best of the best? Oh my goodness, that would the be num- the number one thumb stopper. I feel like you would have to like decorate your thumb in some sort of like oh, jersey esque. Yeah, yeah like, get a little like a cape, yeah, or, you know, like a boxing cape. But you know? the cape might prove to like make it be a disadvantage because then somebody well you got to take it off once you get into the, the ring okay. right you know yeah. like you have to have that entrance I outfit forgot. you know yeah you have like sponsors <laughs> on there you know like rocky did like in the first rocky you, know? <laughs> you enter with your like walking up with your thumb oh good this could be a thing hey we might, we, well, we might be on someone's something. gonna steal yeah. it <laughs> well we'll just market it faster <laughs> Yeah, and when it comes to, for me, when it comes to Instagram, especially starting for the podcast and everything else, I feel like you have to, you have to utilize it daily in order to get people to actually pay attention to what you're doing. Well, things like, and, and I'm still novice with it. I don't use it as much as I probably should, but it seems like a lot of people are using this, the storyline to where it's kind of that Snapchat-esque, right? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, I can I can put three or four stories in there and tell you what, like Brian did this weekend, you know, you went to Beltline and Frog. Yeah, I try to. Like, you go in there and you're kind of just, you're in the space and you just kind of, you know, you can span the crowd and, and show people. Because this way, if somebody, if somebody wants to watch it they can if they don't then they don't even need to bother with it a lot of my friends and a lot of uh younger people that i talk to tend to they're starting to go more towards instagram using the stories instead of using really snapchat as much anymore too because it's 
it's easier. They've made it more accessible. So it's actually a huge thing. Stories. A lot of people don't necessarily know how to do them effectively, <laughs> but when they're done effectively, like in reading a lot of the trends, like keeping up with the trends and reading articles on, yes, I do read articles on social media trends. Um, in doing that, like that is a big thing that is coming up this year is like you need to be able to do Instagram stories and do them well. Sure. Well, I mean, they, I think that's just the nature of the world that we live in now. Like 10 years ago, this was not even thought of. You know, now there's, there's stories and there's potentially books being written and there's articles out there to how do you do the right thing when it comes to Instagram or Twitter or, you know, like five years ago, you, you would never think that that was even possible. Like, it's just unbelievable how technology has, you know, shifted the game when it comes not only to like craft beer, but just everything, you know, worldwide. Um, so it, it's you know it's pretty cool that you guys are you're kind of had the game on that and you're 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 diving in head first to give it to to everybody when it comes to craft beer. Yeah, and I think the nice thing about stories, especially for this industry, is that it's not permanent. Like, and it creates like an experience. Like like you said, like showing the space, showing the drinks, showing the people. Like, and it's not permanent. Like people, I think now with stories like are more likely to post stories because it's not their permanent post in their feed that's going to be there forever. Yeah. And I think that's kind of cool that you could do both. Yeah. Like maybe do you think like, a, you know, a post would be, okay, we're having this party next Thursday at six o'clock or whatever. They try to, you know, that's a post that's there. They can maybe repost it or whatever. And then the story is, okay, we're at this event and here you go. This is what's going on. Like, I think CBW does a pretty good job because I'll click on their storyline every once in a while and they'll be at an event and whoever's like kind of running that is just like, he's over here, he's showing shots of different breweries and, and who they know and like talking to whoever their marketing guy is. Just does like wacky stuff, to, but it kind of catches your eye and it makes you watch it all the way through. Yeah. And that's, I think, the goal that you want is you want somebody to click on that and watch it all the way through to just, you know, give them the story of what's going on and try to go out and see what, you know, the brewery has to offer or what's yeah. going on. So There are ways to use it to tease events too, to get more people to go to your events. So yes, and also beforehand, but yeah. I really like started getting very into Instagram stories when I started doing some for Step Out Buffalo, like taking over theirs. And I always like kind of keep this in the back of my mind that you're telling a story. Like it seems like common sense, but really if you're not as a business, like your personal do whatever you want, but as a business, you're really should be telling a story like start to finish and I think those are the ones that get people like if you're creating like um, just creating a plot line yeah. getting something for people to get invested in and kind of attached to if it's more kind of smooth then it's just the logical progression is to keep following it whereas if it's disjointed there's too many opportunities for someone to kind of jump shift and be done like there should be like a maybe or something like yeah. that <laughs> there's one in particular I'm thinking of right now so at Rusty Nickel they did the story of the Slice of Haven's Cream Skull, Imperial Cream Skull Ale um, on National Cream Skull Day, which is a thing. 
There's so many days. <laughs> but um, so on National on National Creamsicle Day, they did the story of the slice of Havens Imperial Creamsicle Ale, and it was just like just a lot of pictures that told the story, like this is what it is, and this is why we made it. And every time you clicked through, there was like a new little nugget, but it all just progressed, as opposed to being like. Here's a beer. Here's a dog. Here's a patio. Like it, it just keeps you interested and flows very smoothly. I think that's one of my faults when I do the stories too. Mine are just like kind of like, hey, check this out, and there's like no real rhyme or reason to what I actually post. Sometimes it's just like a, hey, so, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, and yeah, that's it. It's actually you know? there when we start working with. It depends on where people are when we start working with them. There was. A brewery in Penyan, and I was talking to, it's called Lionsmith Brewery. They're moving locations right now, so they're actually closed until March. But I was talking to them about their social media, and their social media is, I don't want to say non-existent because it's there, but they they don't really keep up with it. But it, again, it's a husband-wife couple, and like it's their family that's helping out with it, so it's they're those people who are wearing a bunch of hats. But what I like to say is, it's better to post something than to not post it all because if you don't post it all there's no chance of getting in front of people's face but if you post something like even if it's not the absolute best it's it's so much better so because you're maintaining that presence and letting people know that you're there and it's not going to be like these perfectly crafted stories every single time like unless you know you want to hire us to do that (laughs) (laughs) like But yeah, and then eventually either you outsource and get somebody or you get better at it. Mm -hmm. But likely if you're doing a billion other things, there are some things that just work being outsourced. Sure. Speaking of beer, we're all drinking some. We We haven't really talked about it yet. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we drinking? I have uh, Stillwater is nothing. Big Bunny is everything. It is an imperial chocolate milk stout oh you Uh, went big man i am going big it's it's leather weather season it is six percent no eight percent ebv i think it was a collab between stillwater and arizona wilderness big bunny brewery looks like pretty good um i think i just get a little like aluminum tinny taste from the can i think overall pretty decent stout cool warms you up on a cold night like it is tonight (laughs) (laughs) i have jam of the mash it's a dry hop sour from collective arts so i didn't drink beer until (laughs) i think let's see i blame thin man um (laughs) but i really didn't drink beer and so sour kind of got me interested and like was the to me beer before was college keg beer and I didn't like it so sour really got me interested in beer and since then really I have explored so much more about what I like in different beers like I don't love them all but I don't think anyone does but that's kind of where I started with beer so had to have a sour yeah that was a good one and I love collective arts. <laughs> I love their cans so much. Every now and then when I go to a bottle shop, I always pick out 
like pick out beers based on styles, like what I think will taste good. Maybe something I know I like, maybe something new, but I always do one. Like, I just like this can or like, I just like this <laughs> bottle beer. Yeah. And sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes it does not. But it's really right. just like, I probably wouldn't get this except for I just really like this can. So let's see how it is. Yeah. Or the name. Sure. Yeah, that's, how Eric, can. that's how Eric, our uh, other host, says anytime he's out at like Premier Gourmet picking up some cans or bottles or whatever. He's like, if I see a pink can, you know, I'm going to pick that thing up and take a look at it. Just because the pink, <laughs> the pink always just draws his eyes. He's like, I don't know what it is about pink cans. So, they, you know, so. Memo, make cans pink. <laughs> I'd enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm drinking Peter B. Porter with chocolate and peanut butter from Resurgence. I... Did not choose this can because or because of the picture. Although I really like Resurgence's logo, I always wondered on the buffalo what these like eyebrow things are. I don't know what they are, but I like them. I want like I always want. <laughs> you want them? No, I don't want those eyebrows. I always want like shirts and smoke, stuff. That smoke effect. With my eyebrow implants. <laughs> Be like a villain, just <laughs> oh, Okay, I'm done. But I always want things with this logo on it because I just love their logo so much. But that is not why I got this. I actually got those because I recently had Rohrbox I'm So Jelly Porter. So they did the Don't Be Jelly, and it was like the peanut butter porter. And then they've recently released the I'm So Jelly, and it's raspberry. I guess I, I started the Pink Boots Society chapter in Buffalo, and... Nikki from Rohrbach, who was a brewer at Rohrbach, came to our last meeting and she brought treats. So she brought some Space Kitty and she brought the I'm So Jelly and I really, really loved it. And someone's like, oh my goodness, you have to drink them together. So ever since that, I've been craving a peanut butter porter. Thus, I'm drinking a peanut butter porter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now that you mentioned uh, Pink Boot Society, why don't you talk about that for a little bit? So the Buffalo chapter is very new. I get my Pink Boot Society journey started before I came back to Buffalo. So <laughs> I was actually in London doing my master's degree in journalism. I did international journalism, and I focused on beer. Because when someone says, you have to do your master's thesis, you want to do it on something you're going to enjoy. And therefore... I did my master's thesis on beer. I'd probably think we do think yeah. of the same thing. Yeah, like, what do I enjoy? And it's just like look at look at the fridge. And it's like, well, I guess I enjoy beer. Like, I gotta do, do this. Research. Research. I gotta do this <laughs> six months to a year on something. Why not do something? Yeah, that I love, so. it was great. Kudos to you. So, like all throughout the year, I tried whenever possible to go to the beer events to do my stories on that. And then, like for journalism masters, it's actually like a project and you write a really really long article, basically. Um, So I started loving beer for Real Ale. I was a card-carrying member of Camera, a campaign for Real Ale. And I learned that there is an all-party parliamentary beer committee in the UK. So beer's in government, and everybody gets along when it comes to beer, apparently. (laughs) Um, Every year they name a beer drinker of the year. And it just so happened that the most recent beer drinker of the year before I did my thesis was a woman um, for the second time ever. And she went to every single pub in the UK called the Red Lion 
to put this in perspective, there are 650 pubs ish in the okay. UK called the Red Lion. So she went to all of them in wow. the span of four years. She had like rules, like she had to have a drink at each one to like, she's not just like walking in and walking out. Um, <laughs> she wrote a book about it. She was super nice. I went and I visited her and she had like a garage bar with all of her Red Lion memorabilia in it. They had a women's group over there. And so when I finally came home to Buffalo, I was like, I want to join a women's beer drinking group. And I looked up and I saw, obviously, the Buffalo Beer Goddesses, which um, I thought was super cool. For whatever reason, I have not been able to make any of their meetings because I always have some, like, major life event or, like, important prior commitment. We're going this week. We're going this week. <laughs> like, 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 I, I need to. You up. <laughs> I need I'm to dragging go. you with yeah. It's like, I remember being really excited about this, especially the Tour de Cask, because you know, Cascal, I don't get enough of it anymore. And it, there's like a baby shower one year and like, it's just been ridiculous. So anyways, I was looking up at other things and I saw Pink Boots Society. And so the Pink Boots Society, whereas Buffalo Beer Goddesses is, you love beer, come join us. Pink Boots Society is you work in the beer industry, come join us. So every meeting, there's always an educational component. So the idea when they founded it was to kind of get women in the industry, because at the time that it was founded, there weren't many, together to support each other, to continue learning, to share knowledge. Um, They do a lot of scholarships, uh, that sort of thing. So I was like, this is awesome. I want to join the Buffalo chapter. And so like I signed up and I was like, why is there no Buffalo chapter? There's a lot of beer in Buffalo. What's going on? And so I found out that I could join like the New York City chapter or like the Pittsburgh chapter. I could join the chapter in Ohio. But so I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. And I talked to Katie Brown, who works at Rusty Nickel. And I was like, hey, like, there's a lot of women who work here, like start a chapter. And she's like, well, that would be great. But I have lots of things on my plate. I can't start a chapter. You start a chapter. So I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, You're playing ping pong. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then I just caught the ball and I yeah. talked to um, Christine Benninger from CBW and she is such a bubbly, wonderful, amazing person. And I talked to a few other people um, who helped me, I guess, gave me support, said, I will join this chapter. And so we started one because there you have to have you can't just have people from one brewery. You have to have a certain number of people. It's less than 10, but it has to be from at least two breweries. Basically what we do now, and we've only had a couple of meetings, um, but every meeting, again, there's an educational component. We're, I guess, firming up our board. And in March, we will be releasing our first collab beer. So every year, Pink Boots does one collaboration. Sometimes some chapters choose to do more, and that's great, and I would actually love to do more. We are going to make... I actually don't... I don't know how much I'm allowed to tell you guys about what we're going to make. <laughs> um, but they, they have like a... The <laughs> they have a uh, specific hop blend that they use. And by they, I mean everybody in the country will use this one hop blend, and then you can make whatever beer you want from it. They give suggestions. We are going to do... I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a dry hopped cream ale. 
Oh, um, we nice. have a name for it and everything. It's going to be really cool. I'll save that for later. We're hoping to brew it before International Women's Day, so it could be released on International Women's Day. Um, my friend, my friend, my Pink Boots friend, Corey, is <laughs> kind of, she's done the the whole brewing classes and everything so she's spearheading the recipe expedition because I love beer I love drinking beer I love marketing beer I love everything about beer but I have never made a recipe for my own beer so she's kind of taking the steering wheel for cool that. would you like to be involved in the making of the beer oh i will be involved in the yeah. making yeah so basically on the brew day everybody's allowed to come and pink boots really is like if you're female and in the industry like come sure um but and, and in this city alone i didn't even realize it too but we have a lot of female brewers and yeah. a lot of there are a yeah. ton there's actually it's really interesting because i was talking about like Pink's Boots mission of getting all the women together and whatever and some of the ladies are like yeah but we're fine like we're cool we're included and I'm like yeah I know but let's still hang out yeah (laughs) that's that's awesome I I wasn't really familiar with you know with this and you know you saying it's the first time I've ever heard of it so um, it's really great to to see that you're spearheading this and, and taking the bull by the horns and doing this for the for the because the buffalo needs a chapter like that yeah you know the fact that they didn't have one that you know that kind of sucked um so yeah why go be a part of pittsburgh yeah (laughs) Yeah. more than enough people in the area so that's awesome that that you you know you're taking the lead on it and you're you know because i think you'll get a lot of buy-in yeah Um, but is it just predominantly just brewers or can like bottle people who want like bottle shops or anybody, anybody if you i think the stipulation is you have to make 25 percent of your income in beer okay so bartenders yeah i yeah there are bartenders marketers managers oh cool um, okay so there's some that. ladies from southern tier who come up and they do like quality testing so it's not just brewers okay but there are Cool. A fair amount of brewers. So it's just industry related. Exactly. Yeah. And that could be something that maybe your cousin knows yeah. get involved in too. Exactly. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, once we're done here, I'll definitely share their information with you guys. And you could try to connect, and, you know, especially with this too. I yeah. Mean, she would probably definitely be all open to to being a part of, of what you're trying to let her go brew a beer and have Josh not yeah. have any part of it. <laughs> right. You know, Josh, can, Josh can watch Eddie at home. And, and Laura she could be like, too bad here. It's your turn. Yeah. I love that about Buffalo too. Like everyone is so like support local forward and like getting together and really as a woman living in Buffalo, I feel like there's so many like opportunities to get people together and well, over nice. at rusty nickel too you guys released the uh what is it the female series oh the female series yeah that one's fun that one's it's like an employee-based series so at rusty nickel before i worked there had any connection there there were the owners who were guys and everybody else who worked there including assistant brewer like everybody else who worked there they were all ladies so (laughs) um so they were like talking and everything and then they're like we should brew a beer and the owners are like yeah sure go ahead like have fun so they did (laughs) and that was the start of the series so now it doesn't have to only be girls like now they're like hey you guys want to come it's a little more like just like employee run sure um 
the ladies still kind of run it because they've been doing it. Anybody, all any of the employees, I yeah. should say, sure. <laughs> can go out and help out. But they call it female because, you know, you have female, you have male, you have ale. So it's like all yeah. inclusive. <laughs> um, it's a great play on words. Yeah. And it's a great marketing ploy, too. They've had some delicious, delicious styles come out of there, too. Pretty popular ones. They're latest one is called girls 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 it's a belgian triple and it's i just delicious. had that i had that uh, a couple weeks ago oh did you yeah went and got a crawler since you guys are crawling crawler yep. right now yeah which is nice it was a little i think because it was busy it wasn't really sealed fully like oh, properly okay. like yeah. it was there's was a little bit of that and that's like sometimes the uh the downfall of crawlers like if you get that little bit of air or something like that it doesn't really so i was like i was gonna save it for a little bit but then i'm like you know what i guess i gotta drink this tonight <laughs> oh, <darn. laughs> which shucks you know twist my arm but it was good it, it was spot on for the uh flavor profile for the style and everything else um carbonation wasn't quite there but necessarily doesn't need the style doesn't necessarily need too much carbonation either mm-hmm. i don't feel but Overall, it's pretty good. Yeah. I did not brew that one, but I was there at the... They did, like, a Pink Boots slash um, release, Girls, Girls, Girls release party. Uh, I feel like I should say, I don't know if I've announced, like, I do bartend at Rusty Nickel as well. I love <laughs> bartending so much. Um, I really do. I honestly... It's one of those things that part of me is, like, I want to bartend my entire life because... I don't know if you noticed, but I'm super talkative. And I love putting a glass down in front of somebody and being like, let me tell you what a Spiegelau glass is and why it's good. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like, sure. here, let's talk about the nuances of an English-style porter as opposed yeah. to an American porter. Yeah. doesn't always work on Friday nights because sometimes it's crazy. But I find it very fun. So. Yeah, I made the... Uh mistake of going there on a Sunday to just kind of grab some crawlers and hang out for a little bit and not like totally forgetting that it was open mic night and I was just like oh I probably shouldn't have came at this time. I mean but. if you are an open mic lover it's like the place to be. Oh yeah it was definitely fun. But, but if you're like looking for quiet serene Sunday unless the patio is open. Have you seen the pergola? I was there for the uh malt fest okay so so yeah. right after it was everything was done yeah. i think i love the pergola i love when the lights are on i think it's magical <laughs> i want yeah. a fire and vanilla chai stout all year round <laughs> so <laughs> this is my wish list <laughs> let them know <laughs> i think i mean they know that i want vanilla chai stout all year round i just don't think i'm gonna get that. They're just out there starting fires, yeah. and they're just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> God, it's like it's June, such like it's eighty-five and humid outside. <laughs> Put your skirt okay. on. We're good. We're good. It really is a beautiful space, though. Area, and like, there's nothing that quite like, like it. That- the worst part about Rusty Nichols, the damn parking lot. Yeah. Oh, with and, Ebenezer? Yeah, and I was a supporter of Ebenezer right when they first opened. Uh, used to go there and watch football games, and it was a and it was fun, but I always tell them, it's like, dude, you gotta figure out something with this damn parking lot. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> when, when, all, when he... Any, when they said that Rusty Nickel that they're going to have a brewery in the back and I'm like where the hell are you going to put all these cars man sometimes <laughs> driving into work I like wistfully dream of a parking ramp it would totally ruin <laughs> oh, everything yeah. sure. but like I want like underground parking 
Okay. Yeah. Like, but the kind where like the tube comes up or your car goes in and like, it's, yeah. I want one of those new age ones. Oh, like in I Japan want, where it's like, yeah. here, yeah, it's this. like a vending machine it, for cars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you like go down and it like swirls you into like that octagonal or more. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Sure. I'm sure there's money for that. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It'll be fun. Parking me. Yeah. yeah, that'll solve the the parking crisis that, that yeah. we have supposedly. I don't really even think parking's that bad downtown. To finish off what we're drinking for our first round, <laughs> I am drinking a D Deutscher Halting from Foreign Objects. It is a Keller Pilsner at 4.8 ABV, and it's pretty decent. Canned September 5th. That is one of the cans that I grabbed one day for my, ah, uh, that's a pretty can, I'll try it. Yeah, Foreign Objects is one of those breweries like Collective Arts that, like, just catches the eye straight up and you're just like, all right, I need to touch this beer and decide if I want it. And then, you know, you're like, oh, this isn't a style I normally drink, but I really like this can. I might as well give it a shot to get into my second beer i'm going with old faithful and i'm doing a threes brewery valet might as well figure i need to get my first one of the year in and uh yeah this is probably my favorite uh favorite pilsner craft pilsner right now other than the buffalo brewing company czech pilsner so i'm getting into a left hand milk stout not the nitro one i love the nitro one but i haven't had this one which is simply milk stout <laughs> um, but I'm gonna guess it's gonna be very similar it says sweet stout milk stout 6% 25 IBU what is your personal opinion about IBUs it, it's kind of become a almost a it's tough now with with the New England's and everything else that are going on these days People don't really pay attention to what IBUs are anymore. And for me personally, I think I tend to enjoy more beers that are probably somewhere around, I don't know, 60. Like, not quite drop down to 20, 30, but like kind of that mid-range, I think. Probably my favorite brewery, Six Point, always did, like with a lot of their beers, uh, they had the high res, which ended up being like 118 or 120, like just like super you can't super even high. tell yeah <laughs> and like they did a um they did a low res they did the low res which i don't think was zero but they released a beer that was basically that recipe and that they dropped down to like zero ibu okay. and like <laughs> it was a thing where it's just i don't know like for me i probably tend to go higher than lower okay. um i do enjoy a lot of the new england's i don't know for me it's if I'm drinking an IPA, I think I want to have some of that bitterness in it. You okay. Know, so. Yeah. And honestly, I, I don't think I pay that much attention to it. Um, you know, I kind of look more at what the ABVs are and what kind of night it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, am I, am I drinking five and sixers or am I, am I going all in and drinking nine and teners? So... Uh, like tonight, you're like going tonight. all. You're going all. <laughs> in. I got the prairie. You drove, so staying all night. Um, I actually have the prairie bomb, thirteen uh, percent ABV. 
Uh, Imperial Stout with coffee, cocoa nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. But, you know, Ooh, chili peppers. To get back on your, your IBU talk, um, I thought it was pretty cool on our last recording, Brian, we had... My brother was out in San Diego and was able to bring some stuff back for from the West Coast. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that some of the cans had, like, the gravity, you know, and, and like, the malt, you know, what they used for the cans. Um, the one we had, we had a couple from Modern Times. Um, he was able to bring back a, a bottle from Bottle Logic. Uh, but I just think that was that was actually pretty cool to see that on the can or the bottle. Yeah. You know, the more specifics to how, like, what they use in the beer and, like, you know, I've never really seen anything in regards to the gravity. To me, to me, the more information you could put on the label, the better. Yeah. I mean, because this way you're, you're letting, you're, you're not hiding anything from anybody. Right. And most people aren't going to read it, but this day and age, like, with the, the way people drink craft beer, it's something that they can drink it. And, like, if you really love that beer, you're going to see, okay, these are the malts that are in this. This is what the gravity is. This is what this is. Okay, I have an idea of what like I really going to enjoy because then if you see that on a different can, you can be like, oh wait, this has everything that I've already enjoyed in another beer that I've had. I'm gonna get this right away because I know I'm probably going to enjoy this. And then if you don't, then you get to figure out, okay, well, what's the difference between the two? Right. Why didn't I like this, but I like this, even though they have basically the same ingredients. And yeah. even if you're a home brewer too, and you know your your beer geek to the point where, hey, I can maybe try to replicate this beer. I mean, you're not going to get probably to the T, but you can get in the, in the ballpark mm-hmm. to where, hey, their gravity is is 1.2 or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And they used all this malt and, and these hops. Okay, you're going to probably pay a, a pretty penny to get all those ingredients. But if you're skilled enough to be like, hey, I can get this close enough to where I can try to replicate this, you know, that's something that a home brewer can shoot for, you know, whereas... A lot of the cans that we get locally, it's just, you know, here's the IBU or here's the ABV. This is when I was canned on or, or bottled on, and mm-hmm. that's about it. So that would be one thing that I would push for local brewers to, to do is, like you said, put more. More is better, not, not more is less. And a lot of times when you go into a brewery, I was just at uh, Froth, which just opened officially yesterday, and they do have, I think, all their the hops and maybe some of the malts and stuff underneath the description of the beers that they have on tap right now, which is nice because they're letting people know, hey, this is what we're using. And it's giving people a better idea. And they only have five beers on tap, but it's, you know, showing people, hey, we're we're trying to make these beers that we know you're going to enjoy and we're not going to hide anything from you either so so uh, i have not beer this is cider creek's winter's sin definitely tasting all the spices which i love i definitely really like cider and i think it's a very interesting industry because it was gone for so long like it was like you and people have still have like the stigma that cider all cider is sweet which is super not true and that's like one of the things amy mentioned was that i am really interested in learning more about cider to the point where i'm like i would like to be certified in cider like basically equivalent of uh cicerone but cider oh cool do they have something like that they do um I yeah, the, I figured I figured it'd just be a cicerone too. Yeah. Right? It'd just be yeah. the same thing. No, there's a separate. Um, you can become like a member of the United States Cider Association, which 
my roommate gifted me, which was awesome. And then you can take a test and like there's tasting involved similar. To it seems a little second level Cicerone? Maybe, yeah. So the fir- the the first level Cicerone is a certified beer server. And okay. that's like there's not tasting involved, there's just like recalling information on the different styles. And then the second level, which is like certified Cicerone, has that tasting element and it's apparently super hard. Hopefully, <laughs> this year, this year, 2019, Goals. Amy Cicerone. <laughs> Vote and for me. Cider. But, yeah, you could be a cider. <laughs> cider. Person. <laughs> it doesn't have a cool title, but, you know, I might just but you, I was about to say, you yeah. should just, that's say, marketing. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Well, Brian is a cider aficionado, so... I mean, not really. I mean, I'm the one that gets shit on all the time for actually drinking cider anytime. Like, anytime Why? we get together, like, and I bring a cider, like, they'll just rip into me. They'll just be like, what the fuck are you bringing this into the house for? And I'm just like, I don't know. Sometimes I like something that's going to be a little queer and it's not going to, like, like, I don't know, something to not ruin my palate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Different. Yeah. yeah. And, no, I try to get them on board and I can't do it. They're not, they're not fans of it. How but. do you feel about unfiltered cider? I think people who don't, in quotes, like cider should drink unfiltered cider as their first cider adventure. <laughs> I didn't even know they made unfiltered cider. It's well, very, like, clean and... Does it say, what, what would be the reason why just, like, it's just kind of, like, a smoother, not, I mean, and that's the thing, too, like, I'm not a fan of sweet ciders. I do yeah. like something dry. Yeah. With Blackbird opening up, they'd have, I can't remember which one that they had on tap there. It was, like, the Whiskey Barrel one, though. Oh, yeah. That they have. I can't remember the name of, name of it off the top of my head. I know exactly which one. But. But I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And like I'm just sitting there thinking I'm like I can just drink this all day, because it just had the flavor profile of it was just so much more than just oh you're just your basic cider and that's what's great now too is I mean these cideries they're just putting out some great stuff that people don't even realize exists because like I said everybody's just afraid of cider still. And I think it's smart for breweries to have that local guest tap cider. Like, you appeal to, like, another audience. I feel like it's more than smart. I feel like it's necessary. Like, I honestly think when people go into breweries, they expect there to be a cider option. Sometimes multiple cider options. But, like, I don't know. Sometimes if you go with a friend and they love beer and you don't love beer or vice versa in my case <laughs> but like you it's just like something to drink i feel like in the past few years that's really become an expectation well it's t- i mean i i've guessed you know i've bartended at west shore you know a couple times and people come in and they'll be like they'll look at the board be like well i don't really like ipas i don't really like stouts i'm like okay well um this is what you're gonna potentially like you know, so if there's a cider somewhere, you go to another bar, or another bar or brewery, and you know you don't like certain styles, or you just don't like beer in general. Like this is an avenue to where you can have something that's craftly made, and you know, and, it, and it's to their liking, to where you're not just pigeonholing people into, hey, we have five IPAs on tap, you're gonna like this one. Well, even even with a lot of breweries, what they're doing, too, is making, you know, beer cocktails as well. Um, I was just about to ask you about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm all for that kind of stuff. I mean, we used to going to Ebenezer, watching football games, I'd always start off the uh, the day with a beer mosa. 
you know yep. I'd always try to just so do that good. be like alright it's Sunday like we were just out late I'm like you know what give me that shot of some kind of citrus juice and you know throw it in a beer and let's go you know like <laughs> you know I'm not gonna do like I'll do the Bloody Mary sometimes but I'm like no I'm gonna do this and Bloody Beers too are a thing that people don't really even realize exists either but um, Rusty has won won two of the three categories at Step Outs um, Bloody Mary Festival last year they made this is my favorite Bloody Mary ever because I love tacos it's called Let's Talk About Mary um, it's, <laughs> it's like a Chipotle lime Bloody Mary and it tastes like a taco but they always put beer in it every Bloody Mary that they make they put beer in it's funny since working at Rusty and like when you don't have things to do and like you've done everything you possibly can if it's slow they're like have fun play like make mixologies so i have a little bit of like a mad beer scientist but like not on the brewing end on like the front of the house end um uh-huh. we were at buffalo on tap yesterday and i was drinking was it like a coconut stout i think it was a yeah. stout but it was stone yard yeah it tasted very very coconut and like for me personally a little too much but i was like i want to get like 75 percent chocolate stout and then do 25 percent coconut stout and that would be perfect and our friend looks at me and goes like that's a rusty nickel coming out on you and i was like oh maybe but yeah. it would be delicious <laughs> If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Kathy. And we are Women Drinking Beer. We drink beer, review them, and tell you about them so you can approach a beer list with confidence. As part of the Hopped Up Network, we cover the Twin Cities beer scene along with other favorites as well as interviews with women in the beer industry. We upload weekly to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. We can be found drinking beer daily on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Women Drinking Beer and look for the kiss mark on the bottle cap. So if you enjoy beer or nerdy gals or both, we encourage you to taste along with us and come have a beer with us. Come have a beer with us. So, getting back to beer. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a good transition. Yeah, right? that's a great um, good segue. As someone that isn't a fan of beer, have you ever had a beer that you like, do you drink it? You're like, all right, I'm going to try this, see if I like it. And you're just like, this is the most disgusting thing in the world. Like other than like your basic, like, you know, macros and everything else. Is there like a style or like a beer in particular that you're just like, man, I IPAs. wish I'd never put that in my mouth. Nope. I want nothing to do with IPAs. Nothing at all <laughs> to do with IPAs. Like the bitter old school West Coast style? Yeah. Or? All of them, really. Like I have not met an IPA that I like. Even but, any of the, the juicy, hazy New Englands that are the craze the last six months to a year? I mean, uh, some of, some of I those... I don't are- hate them, but I don't like them yet. Um, <laughs> I definitely tend towards sour beers. I like stouts, porters. Amy's really... Basically, when Amy drinks it, there's a good chance I also want to drink it. I didn't really know that I liked other styles. I like definitely like... Belgian, not Stuart beers. Wheat beers. I mean, I, I think that's. You like fruit beers. You know, with fruit. With you like <laughs> in the sours, like, not a lot of people tend to gravitate towards the sours. See, but being someone that enjoys ciders and wine and everything yeah. else, I can I can see that. Right, yeah. yeah. Because you can find a decent sour that may not be that, like, 
biting sour uh-huh. that's almost like a wine. Right. Yeah. That, it's a little salty know. component, but it's not overly you know overly bitter. Like you do like a like a Flemish red is like I mean it's practically a wine in a sense you know <laughs> like especially with the way way some of these sours are brewed and everything else too it's it's insane how yeah know, like now the, the kettle fruit kettle sours it's like drinking fruit juice you know yeah i like those or like it was really like funny. Hawaiian punch, <laughs> so you know? again we were at buffalo on tap and i forget what you got i think it was like a was it raspberry oh that that raspberry yeah yeah let me pretend I remember things. Yeah. Uh, but yes, <laughs> you were having a raspberry. <laughs> getting things up off on tap. Yeah, I just had a couple of beverages. <laughs> I was gonna say, how was, I haven't I haven't been to that in a couple of years. How was it? It was there were beverages and they were had. <laughs> it was a good time. There was also chocolate that was also had. Um, but yeah, so she was having one and I took a sip of it and I was like, that tastes like soda. If you are in the mood for that, it was a delicious soda. soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I was like, I'm going to continue drinking my stout. <laughs> <laughs> then you started thinking, it's like, well, here, let me pour a little bit of this in the, in the stout. stout. And see what it does. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that beer is expanded so much from like, like so many brewers experiment with different. Yeah. Like the mixology is all that like and so many different styles like i have so many options now sure i actually had someone come into the bar if, i don't remember when this was a few weeks ago and said like yeah can i have this like percentage wise they actually were like can i have this much percent of that this much percent of that and i was like do you want to try it first and they're like no nah, i'm just gonna go for it and i was like okay here like if that's what you want <laughs> that's what you can have like when you were just a kid saying. you hit the you hit the soda gun that was, <laughs> was basically you just went the down the line gun. yeah you see beers like Southern Tears doing now the the mocktails, right? Where they're they're canning the the different oh yeah yeah beers. yeah they yeah, got the, no they're they're canning like good. gin and tonics and everything else like that. But too. even like they're making a Moscow they're making Moscow Mule beers. Is it yeah. oh is it a, is a mocktail beer? Does it come with the alcohol in it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. When I was out in California three or four years ago ballast point is selling was selling them too yeah and i saw it and i was like this is really cool they had like like a dark and stormy so it was like the bermudan rum and that they had a bloody mary they had a gin and tonic and then like a whiskey and coke or something like that that they were selling and this is what southern tier is basically doing now they sell them in hydraulic oh okay yeah they have definitely a mascot mule that was really all I was interested in. But, like, there's a bunch. Yeah. I just, but when they I make was that in there. When I cool. was in London, we would get things. One of my hobbies in London, one of the things that I had money to do was to buy alcohol and go to the park and drink it. I mean, not like uh, that makes me sound terrible, but yeah, that's what would happen. It was nice outside. <laughs> we would get a bottle of Prosecco or. So, wait, wait. So, it doesn't rain 24 7 and. No, it London? doesn't. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, the summers are gorgeous. Because I'm. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a uh, somewhat obsessed with British pop culture in a sense. So Same. it's like <laughs> I mean And like British Irish I was in Ireland for a little while too. I love them. I love Guinness. That's I love Guinness. Mm-hmm. I won't yeah. ever shy away from that. That's it's a 
Gorgeous, with, delicious. With Untapped releasing their uh, top check-ins of the year and stuff, it's funny that like Guinness is always like one or two uh-huh. usually. Like it's, because um, it's always going to be that beer that everybody yeah. will drink. Like yeah. the, it's like, well, don't know what to get, just get a Guinness. You know, <laughs> you think at St. Patrick's Day there's probably like three hundred thousand check-ins. Sorry. Let's <laughs> <laughs> check it in on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, they're doing it. The next well, day. I mean, I mean, I am to get the badge. And then after right. that, I'm, yeah. You know, Oh gosh. Anyways, reeling it back. But in London, I remember there were gin and tonic cans, and I remember thinking how cool that was. I love. I like G and T's a lot. If I'm not drinking beer, that's very likely what I'm going to be drinking. Yeah. But they had cans of it, and I was like, "This is really awesome." I right. didn't know they came in a can, and yeah. now I can bring this to the park, and that's right. what I can have while I tan. <laughs> The English sun. (laughs) The balmy English summer. And you're in the park, and people are way too close to you, but you're in the city, so that's what happens. I went to Buffalo proper for the first time last weekend, and just a bartender who knows how to make a cocktail the right way Mm. like goes a long way. And I, I don't get out as much as... I don't, did I used to get out that much? <laughs> yeah. there, there was a time. I mean, yeah. you were living right on Elmwood over there. So, um, I mean, yeah, you, you used to do things. Place. But, like, I had a Manhattan there. And we went to a restaurant. And I had two or three there. But, like, to go to Buffalo proper and to, like, I, I was there and I wanted a Manhattan. But just to look at the bar. And he had a section of bitters. Like, he had, like, 40 bitters in front of him. And just the way he made the cocktail was just like, holy shit, this is... This is the best drink I've had all night. This is my fourth one. So places like that, like Brian goes to Ballyhoo, and I've been there a couple times. And just to have that attention to detail when it comes to making something, and they put all their time and effort into that, you know, it, it just, I would love to go back. Like for my first time there, it was a cool scene. I don't know if, I mean, I'm assuming you've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just it was kind of cool you know I wish we could have maybe stayed for another one but people who are good at their craft they can produce things you know whether it's you know a bartender making cocktails or a brewer making beers like it's you know it, it's it's great you know I don't really have that that skill set so I just I'll just drink it <laughs> And bringing it full circle, it's kind of, in a sense, a lot of those bars, the craft cocktail bars like Ballyhoo and Buffalo Proper and like Lockhouse as well, they, again, work off of Instagram in order to show these cocktails, whether it's being made, the ingredients that they're using and everything else, to draw people in to see exactly what they're doing with all of it. Yeah. And without social media... That would would we have this whole trend of craft cocktails really? I Probably mean, not. I, you, you try to think back into it, and like, without people <laughs> seeing this kind of stuff, would this be a thing? Would craft beer be as big as it is right now without that? It would just be a word of mouth kind of thing, I think. Yeah. And you know, that only goes so far. You know, Social you could, media definitely helps things blow up. Yeah, I think you you would tell a friend, a friend would tell a friend, and I mean, Buffalo is small enough to where word would get out, but it wouldn't get out as as quickly as it does now with social media. I feel there you definitely know. is a lot to be said about effective social media management but also like i don't want to call it crisis management because that's like way too yeah reputation management is that there's a whole department at local edge yeah that's their job (laughs) my old job yeah there's definitely something to be said about effective reputation management kind of well and you can come back from someone leaving a negative comment you come back with like i have respect for the places that fix it like yeah 
one of my favorite places to eat is Hydraulic Hurt. I, like, we always got the same pizza. Had, like, came out one day, was, like, not good. We didn't even say anything. Manager comes over, and he's like, you need a new pizza. And that, that was That's amazing. That's a big deal, right. yeah. Also now work there, so goals are happening. <laughs> dreams are coming true. And now I know this manager. I haven't told him this story yet, but, you know, I was Reputation like. Reputation management leads to good employees. <laughs> Happy people. Well, I mean, that's, you know, he couldn't, he, he could have just walked by your table. The fact that we didn't say anything you. either, I was like, wow, yeah. that was impressive. Yeah. So I think that's where certain establishments who had take pride in what they're putting out and, you know, they're able to notice things where, you know, something's something's not right and they're, they'll gravitate towards that situation and, and try to resolve it. I mean, that's big. You know, because you're just you're you're stopping the issue right then and there. Do you feel like in your line of work, I'm, I'm not a troller by any means, but like, do you do you feel that like trolling is just that's something that a troll would say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Do you feel that that's something that you have to try to combat? Like, do, just just people just get a kick out of just well, trying to just troll people along. Sometimes, if it's somebody who's if you see something and it's really you just like see someone's trolling you or someone's trying to provoke you or whatever like one of the best things to do is ignore them like honestly like how do you stop the fire you take away all the oxygen right just yeah. completely ignore them sometimes you would obviously like delete the comment depending on what it is but like literally just not reacting to them at all just immediately takes all of their fuel away sure I don't think it's necessarily a problem, though. I don't think, at least from my personal experience, I haven't really had to deal with a lot of that. Um, we just pick good clients that everyone loves. Speaking of, let's talk about alchemy. Oh yeah, let's definitely talk about alchemy. Because that's where we are. Yeah. yeah. They were they were nice enough to open their doors to us just so we can actually just come in here and sit down and talk. So yeah, yeah. this is awesome. After our conversation. Yeah, whatever. Great the beer thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no cameras. Right now. <laughs> no, they're great, honestly. Um, the owners, Nicole and Anne, are amazing. But besides that, we particular, I think, like the vibe of this place and the fact that there's a little something for everybody. Like, there's wine, there's beer, there's cider. Anybody who's, I don't know, whatever you're in the mood for, you can kind of get here. Yeah. They have a full kitchen too, right? Yeah, they do have a full kitchen. And they have, like, a bottle shop. So if you want to take anything to go, including the beer, because the beer is bottles, cans, wine bottles, you could take it to go, which is really convenient if you're going to, like, a party. You Cards can, in there. Yeah. Like gift bags. You can just hop in there you while can, you're here. Yeah. Um, the staff is pretty well trained. <laughs> I, <know laughs> I feel like that's going to be an understatement. The staff is pretty well trained. Pretty well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the understatement of the podcast. But if you are like, oh my goodness, I have this party and I need a wine for it because I feel like a lot of people bring bottles to like bigger events like that, but you don't know what to bring, you can definitely come in and talk and then kind of learn a little bit more. Well, and I think they do a really good job of like wanting to tell you more about the beverages without being in your face about it and pretentious. Like yeah. they're, they're like so relatable. Yeah. Like yeah. they're... 
they want to talk about it. They want you to understand. They want to educate you. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that that's part of the reason it works so well with us is they they have their expertise. We have ours. And yeah, we're able to kind of get on your level. They're not talking down to you. We're, yeah. Like, you know, you feel yeah. like an idiot. Like, right. You know, it's like you feel embarrassed because oh, why are you talking to me like that? <laughs> you know, like I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it, what goes into this. Like, so the fact that they're able to get on your level and depending on the situation or the person, like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They're kind of like, yeah, we've been there. Here. Yeah. Here's what's up. And it's different. Is there another place like this in Buffalo? That's a wine slash beer shop in the sense. I don't think I so. Like it's no. usually one or the other. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like cool that it combines. Both. Yeah. 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 Right. Best of both worlds. I mean, it might be a little more wine than beer, but that can change. Yeah. I mean, you never know. It, it all just, depends. It all really depends on the clientele that comes in here too. That they could probably switch it up. Depending, yeah. 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 They we just sh- added their first draft line. They did. Yeah, they did. It cool. was CBW. CBW. Yeah. Was it Let's Go Pills? Was yep. it something else? Yep. Hey, hey, look at me remembering things. Remembering things. <laughs> 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 We said um, they have a nice patio space too. Oh my gosh, so they have like a great patio. Dog summer, friendly. Summertime. And Bring all your dogs. It's right please, down. Because I don't have a dog and I want everyone else's dog. <laughs> yeah. that, that's one thing. That's another thing I got to start doing this year is taking my dog out to all these patios because, I mean, the city does love patios. Yes. I mean, for Even what everybody nice thinks of what, <laughs> what everybody thinks of Buffalo, the thing is the summers are freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the second the weather breaks, everybody's sitting on a patio. It doesn't oh. matter where or what it is. Like it's just like, all right, we're we're going to sit the fuck outside. It was like last year do... it seemed like we went from winter to summer. Yeah. We didn't really have a spring. Yeah. No. Yeah. We really didn't have a fall. <laughs> You know, so it was like winter, summer, summer, winter. Hey, so. global warming isn't a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, not a thing. <laughs> um, but that's what I mean. Like, if you have a patio and you have a nice day, boom, they're setting it up and people are sitting out there. Oh, yeah. they're going to soak it in. And it just attracts more business, you know. So for the inside space, it's really cool. I think you set up, they have an upstairs and they have some music sometimes, some live yeah. music up yeah. there. and it's, think, it's kind yeah, of cool to Friday. have it out of the way, too, where they're not, you know, people can come down here and enjoy themselves and they can look up stairs. They do a decent amount of, like, events, like, different craft cool, different things that you can do here. Yeah, craft nights, different talks and stuff. They did say at one point on the patio they had that wine for your dogs which I thought that was really awesome. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they do a lot of different things. So it's like one of those things where, again, keep up with the social media and then you can see what's going on when. Right. Well, and they were talking on Instagram about doing, would people be interested in a collaborative workspace? I am all about that. Yeah, Like definitely. at a bar, like I... Like I want everywhere to be doing that yeah, creativity in a <laughs> like class. i love coffee shops but if i could yeah they have a pint or two and that was one thing when i was uh <laughs> when i was down in austin back in october all the breweries you went to half the people there are were students or just someone working sitting on a laptop just doing their thing like it's just like all right we're here working or, you know, uh-huh. studying yeah. or doing whatever. But we're going to be sitting at a brewery just kind of doing well, I mean, I think that's that's a perfect avenue for a salesman. 
know, you're, you're a salesman for a company and you're trying to get attractive clients or you're meeting with your, your current relationships, you're just going to post up at a brewery and, hey, come on in, see me at 10 o'clock. You sit at a table, you have a beer ready for them, and just, you know, you talk about your relationship or future, you know, things. And a place, place like this is perfect like, yeah. for that, too, right. because with having the options of wine and everything else, I mean, yeah, you, you, know, you know you're not going to offend anybody by being like, okay, we're at a brewery. Sorry, you can only drink beer. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. so. I mean, and then the food on top of it attracts people, so you can have lunch, or it's, it's, it's a pretty cool space to have all those, you know, avenues where it attracts, you know, everybody. Yeah, I would definitely like this place. If you have not gone, would recommend. Not, like, and I feel so bad. It's like not even just because I work here. Like I work here because I like it. Well, and I've never really. I mean, honest to my, I've never really been in the village of Hamburg. Yeah, other than we're, going, we're to, not really. I mean, I'm a. I'm more of a North Towns guy. I'll, I'll creep around the North Towns more than anything else. So, like coming down south and like hitting anything off the 219 necessarily there isn't necessarily my thing yeah so i mean for the village's standpoint though i think this is probably this is a great addition to yeah. you know because there's a there's a ton of probably things that you can just walk to oh yeah you know so shops. that's where there's there's shops and there's there's just everything's around here so you, if you're out here on a saturday and you're you're doing some shopping then boom you're gonna pop in here for a couple hours you know and then continue on your day plus hamburg brewery uh is what maybe like a half a mile away from here yep right down the street yeah we pissed oh, it, and i didn't back and forth yeah yeah i didn't i haven't been there yet yeah and that that's actually a beautiful space yeah it really it's uh something i haven't been out there in a couple of years but i, ne- I definitely need to go back and uh see how it's changed but speaking of patios that's an awesome patio yeah like it's, <laughs> oh gosh i mean yeah. have like, you been there no Oh, yeah. you gotta go, yeah. Because, like, I mean, I've seen pictures. Where, Especially like, in the yeah. wintertime, too. It's like, got, like, a lodge type of feel yeah. in the winter. Yeah. So. Yeah. It will have it's to, big, uh, it's, we'll have to yeah. make a trek out there. It's definitely a space that I do need to revisit. Um, you gotta go on one of those tours so you see that huge train collection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the huge train yeah. collection? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it feels really, like random but at the same time is kind of really cool it's like a huge model train okay room warehouse place (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sweet (laughs) yeah it's cool what's your favorite place we've tried a a bunch of different breweries um you know cbw seems to be doing you know great things um you know they're trying to you know move the needle and, and do different stuff you know I'm, I'm kind of middle of the road i try to appease the masses i'm not really a super critical of people that's just kind of just my personality it's funny because i'll go to buffer brewing company a lot and a lot of people still don't even know that exists yeah. because it's just this little small garage right over in the shadow of 500 Seneca and yeah. people don't even think it's a, it's a brewery and he's only open a couple of days a week so it's tough to really get out there when like you don't have something else planned I mean when you're open 10 hours on a Saturday everybody has something going on on Saturday so like unless they're planning it unless it's part of their plans they're not really making it out there and like I mean you got to get out there on a Friday night after work. Maybe you already had plans or you're just too tired after work or, you know, like you're like me and you work second shift or anything else. You can't get out there and enjoy it. So um, me personally, I think if I had to, if gun to my head, if I had to pick a favorite brewery in the city, 
I probably would go with CBW just because of everything that they've done, the variety that they've had, and just the quality of everything that they've brewed over the past, what, seven years now uh-huh. has been, you know, top-notch in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have their standby traditional standards, but then they're experimenting and they're hitting the mark with these beers that are being experimental. Like we had, what, the the lemon pepper and the with the strawberry. Oh, the Berliners that they were doing. Over and, the summer. Yeah. Like, the lemon pepper was phenomenal. Like, you know, you got that, that little bit of spiciness from the pepper, but you also had that lemon aspect, and it was like a perfect summer beer. Like, they did a coffee brown ale over the summer as a test batch, too. That was great yeah. um, that they used uh, typical coffee in. And like it was just, yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, they're they're I producing mean, and they're they're replicating their their standard recipes. Now they're they're getting those out to the market, but they're also hitting the mark with these you know one offs, and you know they're attracting people to come out to their stuff. So I I think kudos you know sit yeah, like take their, it off the they're alpaca porter, but I really like their alpaca my sweater porter, and I may or may not spend way too much time giggling at that name. <laughs> like, I really laughed at that name way too long. <laughs> right, and that's like all the play on words for their different beers and stuff. Where they come up with it, who the hell knows? Who does the trial by wombat? Is that them that's, or Thin Man? That's Thin Man. Thin Man. That's another one that like I don't particularly love that beer because I don't love IPAs. But then I would always I would like have a poster of Trial by Wombat on my wall just yeah. for fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, another with the things that Resurgence has been doing too, um, talking about experimenting and everything else. I'm the past year they're probably my favorite brewery of 2018. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, what, talking the about it. 2.0 that they did with, with the, the IPAs that they've been releasing and the. Uh, Kettle sours that they were doing and everything else, like it's just been it's crazy. The they have, current, right? I love that space in the summer. I live very close to Resurgence, <clears throat> and that's like if I'm meeting a bunch of friends to hang out or whatever, like that's usually where I go. I love the space. I like the menu too. Like it's simple, yeah. like shareable. Yeah. It's a good place. Dogs are there. I need a dog. You too, yeah. I need a dog. It'd be interesting to see how they, you know, how they shift with the new building that they're they're moving into, right? Yeah. With the with the plans that they supposedly have, it's gonna be because the Niag- that Niagara space is still going to be a thing, so they're not going away from that. And the plans that they have for that space after the new location opens. It sounds pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited for that. Would um, they still have, like, food and everything, or is it more test batch kind of experimental? There, there's there's talks of making it just, like, a full-fledged restaurant there, okay. too, and, like, nice. expanding the kitchen. Because the kitchen right now, they have, you know, your paninis and everything else, and it's, like, a kitchen. Like, it's not really a kitchen, but it's a kitchen. Yeah. You know? So, but they're, they're planning on doing some things, and... You know, making that space, utilizing that space even more than they already do. And, I mean, they can't really, I mean, they were one of the catalysts to help grow that area in a sense, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh yeah, the West Side has grown so much over the past five years with the help of some of the restaurants and the breweries that have gone in there. And, I mean, for them to leave it would be a disservice to the area, so... I'm glad that they planned on staying. 
I would be a sad person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I frequently drive by um, CBW's old space, and I could technically walk there from where I live, and so every now and then I'm just like, oh. Not that their new space is far away, but I'm just like, yeah. I could walk there. What's well, the nostalgia of the old Yeah. Stuff. But they're planning on opening that back They up. are but as like a tester type yeah. place, which, which I'm excited about. Yeah, for me, I'll probably be there more than the spot. <laughs> you know, because it'd be like, all right, give me what you got, you yeah. know. But it's... Their new spot's beautiful, though. It really it, is. Yeah. It's gorgeous. But yeah, this has been fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for yeah. having us. Why don't you guys tell us where we can find content on Draft? The internet. (laughs) (laughs) Social media. We, um, I mean, we're kind of a behind-the-scenes company, more or less. I mean, we have our own social media, Facebook, Instagram. Content on Draft. Yeah, we have a website, we have a blog, um, but for the most part, our job is to make other people look good. So we do try to feature the businesses that we're working with too on our social media. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, content on draft on Facebook and Instagram. At content on draft on Instagram. Check out our website. Our logo is awesome. Our logo is awesome. We Shout did not out. design it. <laughs> Shout out to Leon. <laughs> she did a great job. <laughs> Thank you again to Alchemy Wine and Beer. Uh, where can we find them? Or it's is it? Alchemy Wine and Beer on Instagram. Yeah. And I believe yeah. Facebook too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. And their Lots of too. events coming up here. Go follow them and get out here and experience Hamburg, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to be, either though neither of us are from Hamburg. It's still <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. If I left the city, I would think about this. Fair. But yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at What the Hops, on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast, and you can follow me on Untapped at Brian WTH. I ended up switching up the name so it's yeah. easier for you all to find me. And once again, I'll still call out Untapped for making it extremely difficult to be able to switch through accounts. So that's why I don't really use the What the Hops Untapped to actually uh, check into things because Untapped really isn't that user friendly. I'm gonna keep calling you out until yeah. until you, ever, you respond. Do you use Bitmojis ever? Oh yeah. You know the salt one where you're literally a salt shaker. That's what I'm picturing. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got certain agendas between calling out Untapped and my war on ketchup. So <laughs> I'm sorry, your war on ketchup. Ketchup is a condiment that was forced upon us. <laughs> because they put it on tables and ketchup is not that great. Ketchup only... is delicious with french fries and I guess you and Chris Klein would be great. <laughs> <laughs> we only think it's great because it was the thing that was delicious. Always That's why forced... we think it's great. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm a mustard fan. So. I also love mustard. <laughs> I also love mustard. However, yes. <laughs> hey, I haven't had ketchup. I haven't had ketchup in uh Probably about eight months now. Do you have a little chip that says that? I may get to a year and I'll make myself a little pin and a I'll little, wear it proudly. Ketchup chip. Yeah. So, he'll, post, he'll post it on Instagram. So yeah. If you really if you see me if you see me out, just bring up ketchup and I'll talk you off. He secretly has ketchup in his closet. He he's, got pack, he's got he's got packets in his Yeah, hundred percent. He's got the packets. <laughs> Ketchup's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, what the hops? What the hops? What, what the, the hops? hops? <laughs>